Welcome to the Monkey House. It's me here in the year 2024. And I'm about to be in Sydney and Brisbane. Sydney from the 8th to the 12th of May. Brisbane from the 16th to the 19th of May doing my show, Drier Drier, at the respective comedy festivals in those cities. But I'm also, uh, while I'm up there, I figured I had a couple of days to kill. So I'm doing a Who Knew It With Matt Stewart on Monday the 13th of May at the Chippendale Hotel and in Brisbane at Good Chat Comedy on the 14th of May. And you can get tickets for all of that. Now, go to mattstewartcomedy.com for the links. mattstewartcomedy.com. Now, on with the show. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Welcome to Primates Podcast, the podcast where we go through primates and popular culture from Chimpan A all the way down to Chimpan Z. Somewhere during that, I forgot how to start this show, uh, but I got through it, and this week we're joined by super primates. Oh. I normally rank um, between the two. I was just checking to see if I've written um, any sort of bio for you guys. This is what I've written. All right. This week, I'm joined by primates Joel Dusher and Jackson Bailey from Sans Pants Radio. Exclamation <laughs> <laughs> At least you're excited about that's it. That's pretty accurate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's you're not I, wrong. I am Joel Dusha. I am is. Jackson Bailey, and we are from Sandspans <laughs> yeah, Radio. Yeah, like, yeah. And you're also you're straight off the plane from London. Did yeah. you come straight from the airport? Uh, no, not we... to here tonight. <laughs> oh, you <laughs> did, but at some point you came straight from the airport. <laughs> at some point, I left the airport. <laughs> if not <Fingers> here, <laughs> I don't know if that question's relevant for anything <laughs> apart from <laughs> we had, uh... no, we did. Did we come straight from the airport? Well, not to here. <laughs> Went home uh, <laughs> yesterday and then went to bed. It's been uh, about got, four days. Got up in the morning. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, you said jet lag on your way in. I'm still. You can be jet lagged for like a week, right? Uh, all right, mate. <laughs> <laughs> it's just weakness. <laughs> That's all it is. You, while you're away, I got a tweet from you, Joel. Yes. And you said, "Get us on." Yes, I yeah. was. Jackson and I were together on tour in the UK, and we were like primates. We haven't been on that, and it's frankly offensive that we haven't so i fired off a tweet probably at like 3 a.m australian time (laughs) i think it was i think we were like no one's seeing that and it was good you've been you've been overseas for probably about half the time this show has existed so in in the show's defense um, if it needs to defend itself i'm not sure that it does no it stands up it's critically bulletproof yeah Yeah, that's true that's true thanks so much for joining us obviously what are your favourite primates? Uh, well, I know, please, after No, you. well, mine is a really boring answer. Um, All right, I'm let a- me guess. Oh, the, the most boring, and I don't think they are boring, but the ones that people think are boring would be orangutan, uh, gorilla, 
or chimpanzee? Bingo on number two. Number two. Gorilla. Big, fan of, big gorilla, big gorilla yeah. fan. Yeah, gorillas are good. I love the. I love a gorilla too. They're lovely. They're, They're so beautiful. Um, so good. Hey Matt, can you do me a massive favor? And obviously, we're not in every episode. But if anyone ever tries to say human, can you just let them know that Joel Dusha from Plumbing the Death Star is disgusted in them, I can. and that is a cop out. I can. I can do that, and um, I'll have to. You'll have to retroactively do that to Evan Monroe Smith, <laughs> who I think. I mean, but he always, he doesn't mean to, but he always says the most bland option. One time on his own show, someone asked him his favorite ever Disney character, yeah. and he said, Mickey Mouse. Andy, the boy from <laughs> Toy Story. That's endearing. <laughs> That's incredible. That is the most left field answer I've ever heard. That's- Massive fan. <laughs> <laughs> that kid joins a lot of alive toys. <laughs> I hope his reasoning was just like, well, yeah, without Andy, the magic wouldn't have happened. <laughs> Anyone I like more doesn't make sense because right. Andy led to that. <laughs> they get a pass for calling him human. That's yeah. for choosing human. That's but fine. if anyone else tries it, okay. let we'll them hit know. him. Let him know. All right. I'll let him <laughs> wow. know. I just had strong words, but Jax will hit them apparently. <laughs> I'm a Luciana. I don't know. Listeners, pay attention. And if anyone does, tweet me at douche13 yeah. and uh, let me know so I can. And Let them swift know. internet justice. Uh, but, my- so you're a gorilla man. Yeah. What is it? Because they are the they're the big beasts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like that they're King like, of the apes. We like not human esque, but like you can sort of see that we come from the same sort of thing. You also, feel like if you spent a good time with a gorilla, you could become friends. Yeah. I get that. I and get also, that. like a gorilla's are big enough that I could probably ride one. Yeah. So especially t- ones that are quite big. <laughs> Uh, my 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 favorite ape uh, is the proboscis monkey. You know the one with the big ah. old honking nose because it gets real big and red when he's horny or angry. <laughs> and I think that's, that's fucking incredible. <laughs> you know he's horny because you're like his nose is red and <laughs> turgid as fuck. That is a uh, he's ready to rock and roll. It is a wild looking. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best. And it, I mean, it looks. It looks like a cock and balls. <laughs> it looks heaps like a cock and it balls. Like it really so does. genitally. And also, my, one of my favorite ape stories ever is about a proboscis monkey. These people were sailing off the coast of an island, and they saw what they thought was a drowning person in the sea. So they <laughs> sailed over to it, and it was a proboscis monkey, and it climbed into their boat and just lay there like... <sighs> they gave it some water. It was like... And then it got in the water and kept running out to sea. <laughs> where was he going? Wait, where did you hear this story? Uh, I've heard it like multiple It's probably not true, but I From love it. So, <laughs> From a, a sailor. Story. I met at a dock. <laughs> I love a, a brilliant prop- story. Where was he going? What was his plan? Good on him for taking a rest, I guess. <laughs> I need a break. Here's an opportunity. All right, fellas. Got to get out to sea. That's, that's up there with my favorite. Primate stories that I've heard on this show. It's a good one. They're not even a particularly swimming ape. Like, that's not a normal place for them to be. Good on them. Just a quick break in your boat. Back to it, I guess. Okay, see you around, fellas. I got places to be. Dive. I just love everybody in the boat being like, where's he going? Shall we stop him? No, he knows what he's doing. Yeah, what an incredible ape. Big fan. But you were, you're really keen to do uh, talk about the movie Mighty Joe Young. We, I absolutely am. Well, I, we I, both are. I, we absolutely, and I'm so glad we got the opportunity <laughs> to watch it again. I, I think partially the reason we wanted to talk about it is we were very amused at the idea of a film about an ape that is big, but not that big. <laughs> <Yeah>. That is... <laughs> 
that's it. That was the decision-making process. Right. We remember that Marty Joyon ex- existed, which is a funny name for a film. It's already good. And then the, the whole premise of the film is that there is an ape that is big, but not that big. No, that bi- I mean, it's very big. Well, it's 15 feet. <laughs> it's, which we is- figured it's two gorillas. He's right. the size of two gorillas. <laughs> and we'll get into this later when we talk about the film, but there's also a line in the film that says it's got gigantism and it affects one in every 500 apes. So it's not even... It's not that- even that abnormal. <laughs> yeah, it comes up every few generations. Yeah, yeah. But- yeah, they explain it away too much. <laughs> yeah, <they do. laughs> You're this like, well, then who cares about Mighty Joe Young? Whatever. There's plenty of big apes out there. So you want to know why we picked Mighty Joe Young? It simply comes down to the fact that they made an entire movie, a two-hour adventure about an ape that is big, but not that Typically, big. when you're trying to follow up the success of a movie about a big thing, you go bigger. Marty Joe Young laughs in the face of that logic and goes slightly small. Oh, it is. Sli- yeah, right. It is a little smaller than King, King Kong. Kong. Well, Kong. a lot smaller than King yeah. Kong. And it, it, um, it's a remake as well. So I had mm-hmm. to... I didn't realize that, and I had to message you a couple of days ago just to make sure. I said, "Is it is this the original?" Yeah, we want to watch the. And you said, "What did you say to me?" It's the one with Scarlett Johansson, <laughs> which is not true. <laughs> I meant Charlie's Theron. Different people. <laughs> what are they? All I didn't know who was in this movie till I watched it. I should have said Bill Paxton. Yeah, that would have made it easier. You would have find. said Bill Pullman. <laughs> Yeah. In fact, when I just said Bill Paxton then, I was not entirely sure if I meant him or Bill Pullman. I, I didn't realise who Bill Paxton was until this movie. Yeah, he's in a bunch of stuff. Hey, um, so, embarrassing question. Which one was he? Uh, he was the... The movie, poacher? The, no, no, no. The guy that the movie tries to make look very handsome all the time, but is not handsome. A but very he kind unattractive. Of is. He's not. <laughs> Isn't he? He's not a. Tra- he looks like several rotten pumpkins on top of each other. That feels... <laughs> Feels like an, an over-exaggeration. He looked like maybe one or two. Uh, you've also pumpkins. found, like, fallen for the tricks of the director who spent the whole film trying to make him look handsome. You clearly yeah, you found didn't see like, through that. Oh, Bill Paxton. Is he is he more handsome than Bill Pullman? I had no idea. I thought he was the poor man's Bill Pullman until I watched this movie. And I thought maybe they have a, a similar sort of monetary value. <laughs> Do you want to watch uh, quickly watch the yeah absolutely the promo trailer? Uh, they were orphaned from childhood. Promise me, protect. Promise. Best friends for life. He's playing with you. Hide and seek. You found me. Good thing Joe didn't want to play doctor. You think he's okay back there? He's doing fine. Now, after 20 years... Look at him. He won't eat. If he stays in here, he'll die. Their greatest adventure is about to begin. Oh, my God. All right, Jose. That was so cool. Joe needs me. Once you meet him, you'll never forget... Joe! Disney's Mighty Joe Young. Can you get him to put me down? Joe, drop him. It's a lot of things in this trailer. One, the tone of the film is wildly different from the trailer. (laughs) Yeah, that's a fun romp sort of thing. (laughs) Two, it does the thing that I like that trailers do that includes includes the very last shot of the film in the trailer. Uh, and three, it includes just so many jokes that don't land in the film, nor do they land in the trailer. <laughs> wonderful, just wonderful. Yeah, what? The, the, yeah, 
Another well, thing, uh, just playing sorry. doctor is usually like a euphemism for sex. Sex. That's right? what I was thinking. Uh, are they so... like lucky he didn't <laughs> fuck you? Like, is that what I guess because that is lucky. But what a weird thing to say. Also, yeah. just about that trailer uh, on the IMDb trivia page. That trailer uses sound effects from Stargate for some reason. Really? Yeah, from the move and from Stargate SG One mm. as well are, are just used in the trailer, not in the film. So one thing I guess uh, they just had them. One thing that both you and the listeners are gonna have to come to terms with is is that from announcing that we were gonna do this episode to being here today, Jackson and I are now experts on Mighty <laughs> Joe Young. Okay, Any question I can answer. <laughs> um, what, so why why was this made? <laughs> why was it remade? Well Great question. The director, Ron Underwood, uh, he had just come off the success of City Slickers and uh, Heart and Souls. Mm-hmm. And he also made, oh, Tremors. Uh, so I guess Disney were like, have a movie about an ape that's had a he, bit too big. Had he just made Tremors? Tremors was 1990. This was 1998. Okay, I don't know that. <laughs> I got no explanation. So that um, so he's on a bit of a roll. Yeah. This was a bit of a flop, though. It yeah, but cost so ninety million and made, made 50. fifty. Uh He followed it up though with a worse flop. Uh, his next film was The Adventures of Pluto Nash. Oh, well, I'd heard of this one. <laughs> so that's an Eddie Murphy film. Uh, it is one of the biggest box office flops of all time. It made like a hundred thousand dollars on like a wow fifty million dollar budget. Or something. Oh, that's a bummer. It's, it is weird they remade it because the original Mighty Joe Young is just it's a classic ape sluice flick, like yeah. a nineteen fifties. Oh no, a, a gorilla's loose, and that is right. a problem. And then I guess <laughs> Disney were like, "Why don't we turn it into like a family friendly romp?" With a bit of an environmental message. Yeah, 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 kind of. Poachers are bad, and if you're a poacher, you will fall into a generator and die. Yeah. Poach, Spoilers. Poachers, <laughs> poach, poachers aren't like the poachers depicted in this movie. If you if you recall a while, several years ago, I forget when, that dentist shot a lion, right? Yeah. yeah. That's a poacher. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's a super villain. Yeah. Like the villain really of is. this movie. Is not like a for poachers. I don't really seem to care about killing animals too much. Like, yeah. At first, they shoot a lady and an ape, and then later on in the film, they <clears throat> they try and kill Joe, but for revenge. Yeah, there's a great line where they're like, "How much money will we get for the big gorilla?" And they're like, "Oh, a couple million. That's not that much." Yeah, it's frankly not worth it. They've flown across the world and back. I mean, to <laughs> yeah. have that truck and to fly a massive exactly. gorilla they're, over that. They would are be... not making much of a profit on killing Joe. And then imagine, tra- they, imagine at the end of that movie, they do kill Mighty <laughs> Joe. What then? Do they chop him up there and then? But that's what they in their heads. These villains thought that he'd be worth more. If they sold him off for parts. Yeah. Who's buying parts of a big gorilla? <laughs> One big gorilla rock. Surely an, a living huge gorilla yeah. is more valuable than... You like, know, a gor- like a big gorilla kidney. Yeah. What, <laughs> yeah. what are they using the parts for? Oh, if I was a wealthy billionaire and someone was like, I can give you a shellacked giant gorilla ride to just have in my lounge room, that's pretty cool. Should we just quickly explain the plot of the film to yeah, the listeners? Yeah, yeah, just yeah, because... yeah, sure. Especially, like, how did this villain begin? Yeah. What, wow. How did he become the eight-fingered man? <laughs> <laughs> so, <clears throat> the film starts in the past with a flashback, classic, mm-hmm. uh, which depicts an environmentalist and her daughter, Play, observing and playing with gorillas in the wild. A, a Jane Goodall type. Yeah. You know? uh, incidentally, Jane. Oh, no, Jill. Jill's the name <laughs> of the character. Incidentally. Not, <laughs> not relevant at all. I'm jelly, right? It's been four days. <laughs> incidentally, another Jane name. Yeah, it's okay. What are the odds? Do you think it's an homage? 
<laughs> Jane Goodall. You think that was on purpose? Not- was she alive when this movie came out? That would be rough for Jane. Mm. <laughs> anyway, the plot. Uh, so, yes, uh, poachers attack and are trying to shoot the family of gorillas. Mm-hmm. Miss, kill the mother of Jo Young, who is a gorilla. Yep. And the mother of Jill Young. Jill Young, who is, <laughs> who is a, human. a human girl. Yeah. Then there is a funeral scene that is a funeral in the forest. An incredible funeral scene because, and, and this was one of my favorite moments. So when um, Jill Goodall's mom is dying, uh, Joe, who is there, crawls up and holds hands with Jill Goodall's mom. And then the next scene- Jill that- Goodall is like, because that would feel like a definite homage calling it Goodall. <laughs> yeah, Jill yeah, Goodall's sorry, actual sorry. name is Jill Young. <laughs> Jill, Jill Young. Young. Jill yeah. Young. Anyway, at the funeral, Mighty Joe Young's not there. Which means that when they went to get baby Jill Young, they just shoot away the gorilla. <laughs> He's in the jungle. And then Jill Young runs off into the forest and everyone at the funeral's like, okay, <laughs> bye, cool, Did- enjoy. Uh, also, when the poachers attack the family, uh, Joe Young as a baby gorilla that looks heaps like a Muppet yeah. bites off the poachers' trigger finger and thumb. A fun fact, the baby gorilla is um, played by Vern Troyer. Yes, that is a fun fact. <laughs> the funnest of fact. But some for people those... might remember him for his stint as Minnie Me, not me. <laughs> you don't remember that. No, I... You brought it up. No, he, he remembers it, but he remembers his role as young, mighty Joe, Joe Young. Oh, far sure. more. Absolutely. Yeah. It's far, far more important He's a role. So Muppet, well, not... No, yeah, not Vern Troyer, yeah, yeah. but yeah, no. The baby gorilla does not look right. No, and it, the noises don't seem right. They might be, uh, but it they don't feel right. They're tiger noises, yeah, I'm pretty they're, sure. They're big cats. It's they're kind of doing goo goo gaga yeah. kind of noises as well. Uh, and then we get a jump forward to the present. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Bill Paxton. What is his motivation? Someone's going to have to jump in here. Bill Paxton. So from memory, Bill Paxton is like, I have heard about, there was a name for it, but it's basically like Mighty Joe Young is the protector of the forests. And he had heard about Jill Young's mom somehow Mm. and knew that Mighty Joe Young was around. So he's like, I got to capture it. So he gets a friend of his or a guy who (laughs) pays him to get poachers to help him track down Mighty Joe Young. Yeah, the guy is kind of like the Joe Pesci character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then they try to capture Joe Young, but they don't. He's Joe Young. He's not Mighty Joe Young. No, no, he's still he's still just Joe. But he just he trashes their cars. He causes a lot of problems. Then because he comes down to save a jaguar. Yeah, that's right. He does. He Uh, does. And then he shows it out of a cage. Yeah, and he shows human level intelligence where he uses a chain to try and behead everyone in the car. <laughs> That's pretty yeah. cool. That's but he, yeah, that was exciting. But what what was the go with Bill Paxson just trying to get blood from everything. Yeah, that's never exp- he just needs blood. <laughs> he had this big long like spike blood extractor. How thick did the Jaguar's blood look as well? Like, <laughs> like, like goop. Yeah, it was not right. Jelly. And but- then he was and then he was just trying to get Mighty Joe Young's blood. Yeah, what? I, I couldn't get, I couldn't figure it out. He, that's great if he's trying to get Mighty Joe Young's blood and they get him the Jagger and he's like, well, oh, yeah, <laughs> might as well grab some blood while I'm here. Yeah, and then, just doing some tests. Yeah. And then he runs into Jill Young, who mm-hmm. is like, stop, don't hurt him. Joe Young sees a good ape. Um, then uh, does Mighty Joe Young punch him in the face? Oh, no, he picks him up. Picks him up, drops him. He blacks out, wakes up in a hospital. That yep. made the promo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right at the end. What a scene. <laughs> uh, and in the hospital, they're like, hey, 
uh, you didn't see a big ape. <laughs> you Don't must leave the town Get now. out of here. And he's like, I saw, I saw a big ape, but guys. No, you hit your head. Yeah, hit your head. There was no woman. Then he goes outside where Jill Young is. <laughs> he's like, oh, there she, yeah, I did see a woman. So this is all quite different from the original. The original, um, it's... It's sort of set in Africa at the start, yeah. And the I don't know if it's a Jill Young is type, the, yeah. But it's probably Jill Young, right? I haven't seen it by the way. I've just read a couple <laughs> paragraphs about yeah, it. Yeah. And uh, a guy, a showman, comes over and he wants to bring Mighty Joe Young back yeah. to be a Hollywood star, yeah. And oh. convinces her to come over and be a, a, a seek fame. That's with, great with the big gorilla. Um, that. Actually makes more sense than the remake. <laughs> yeah. Right. So there's so there's that guy and, and they it turns out that they don't treat him very well. Oh. He's in a cage all day and then he's demeaned at night on stage. Yep. And there's uh, a love interest as well, so like a cowboy character. Oh. So the the guy who brings her over, the the showman guy mm. and, yep. and the cowboy, they are combined in this movie to create one <laughs> Bill Paxton. <laughs> so so Bill Paxton's character's name in this is Greg O'Hara and that's a combination of Ben Johnson and Robert Armstrong's characters, Greg and Max O'Hara from the original, the cowboy Ooh. and the showman. That's, that's, that's are they wild. the two sides of his personality? Yeah. <laughs> There's also a cameo in this film of uh, the original, well, two of the original cast members yeah. when... Jill Young walks into a party and she's looking very nice in a flashy dress. And then it just cuts to two random old people. I thought that was so, I'm like, this means something. Yeah. But it's yeah. so weird. This is my, this is like using Princess Leia in a new Star Wars. And people go, <laughs> we all know what's going on. But this movie, no one's watching it going, oh, that's the original Jill Young 50 yeah. years later. Because uh, she's, she's like, she looks familiar. Yeah. And then the guy's like, she reminds me of you when we first met. Yeah, it's that's very strange. It's, they like needed to-, to wink at the camera and say, she's the original. She, it was in the first, This is a remake, this movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it'd be funny. They should have just been like, it's a sequel. Just say the same <laughs> thing happened again, but to new people. Well, if apparently one in every 500 gorillas. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's probably not that uncommon. Then it makes sense. Yeah. Age difference is interesting because Bill Paxton and Charlize Theron become... Um, An item. They're the item in it. Yeah. 20, 20 years. years. Mm-hmm. 20 years. 20 years. That's ridiculous. That's, I guess that is that was that normal in the 90s? Well, Entrapment came out in the 90s or early 2000s featuring Catherine Zeta-Jones and Sean Connery. Really? Ooh, yeah, boy. the age gap there is like 30-something years. It's, That's uh, Yeah, that, I've, I've heard that is pretty common. The, mm, the, um, for Hollywood to do. Uh, <laughs> I think they've probably stopped it a little bit now, but I think in the 90s it started getting pretty out of control because they were like, we want like a middle-aged man, an action hero that all the dads out there can be like, hell yeah, that could be me. <laughs> Maybe I am Sean Connery. <laughs> but then also the leading ladies, you got to get young and very attractive. So yeah. then you end up with weird dynamics. Again, for the dads, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Why is it all about the dads? In the 90s, they were making films Dad market. <laughs> it was a different time. Market. The 90s, the pre-9-11 yeah. <laughs> days, we were more naive back then. <laughs> It was all, yeah, so many ape movies. Yeah, there were a lot. So many. Um, so what happens? Are we 9-11 <laughs> stopped ape movies? When was the last ape think... movie you remember? Rampage. No, it doesn't check out. Mm. Rampage has a Although big Although maybe we're hitting an ape. There's been like five King Kongs. <laughs> like An ape re- uh, renaissance. A renaissance. Renaissance. <laughs> renaissance, sure. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got, well, yeah, because the King Kong movie, yeah. the Rampage, but then also the Planet of the Apes films. Yeah, that's true. It's true. Been a bit of a, a Renaissance. The Renaissance. It is the, the yeah. Maybe Just saying. Uh, the world has recovered. It is <laughs> warned it is ready. So the 40s was the first. Yep. Then the 90s. 
and we're another back. whatever this decade is, which I <laughs> the two thousand and ten, the tens. No, the that can't be uh, it. Boring. I can't wait to the twenties so we can have a decade <laughs> name again. Yeah, let's just start calling this the again. T- the tennies. <laughs> the tennies. <laughs> <laughs> We're in the tannies. We're in the tannies. Okay. Um, I like the teens, but that doesn't that doesn't count for the first. Yeah, no, two it's years. annoying, isn't it? Three yeah. years. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Tannies. No good. Tannies feels very specific <laughs> to the one. <laughs> yeah, the it's one the here most, at the top. It's good, but it's also. <laughs> Look, it's a millennial word. Yeah. Uh, the adults they don't understand. They don't get tannies. Got to be hit. Got to be hit with the tannies. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what happens next in the movie? Jack? So after Bill Paxton, he realizes that obviously ape is real. Ape is real. Um, he says to Charlie's Theron, he's like, "I know about Mighty Joe Young." I work for a zoo as an animal capturer, <laughs> um, and I'd like to. He's going to get caught by poachers here eventually. Which so this seems really funny because he's like, he's like, hey, I wasn't the only person who saw that ape. The poachers I brought with me, <laughs> <laughs> so the poachers are going to get you. It's his fault, <laughs> but it, nobody addresses that. But he's like, ah, oh, take your ape to my my preserve in in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. and we'll be able to give Joe Young one hell of a you know a nice place to live. Then Shelley Saron says some spiel about making him get bit by a spider or something, and yeah. and he's he calls her out on it. He's like, "Hey, that's no. not real." And she's like, "Maybe you're not a fool, Bill Paxton. <laughs> um, Maybe I love you, old man, Bill Paxton." <laughs> yeah. Um, and then she has a chat to a friend who's like, "You gotta fucking do it." She see she meets some poachers. She yells at some poachers. <laughs> I love this scene where she's like, "Hey, poaching is illegal," <laughs> which. What? Oh, what? <laughs> oh, no, I retire from poaching. <laughs> I'm so I'm sorry. to clean up my act. Yeah. Um, and the guy does responds by going, Ay! in her face, which I liked as well. That's pretty good. That's a good reaction if someone calls you out, because no one's expecting to get yelled at like a cat. Hey, yeah. you're dumb. Yay! Oh, what do I do Maybe now? you're clever. <laughs> uh, so Charlie Saron, she's like, well, okay, if that guy's going to yell at me, i got to take Joe Young to Los Angeles. He pokes his fingers out of a car. We saw that in the trailer. That, yeah, and that jumps. So what I was expecting, I had no idea what this movie was going to be yeah. about. I expected that to be the film. It was all in Africa. There was a battle between the poachers, and then eventually <coughs> they'd get Joe Young free. But no, they <laughs> just jump cut, and they're already somehow yep. taking him out of there, got him on a plane, <laughs> yep. got him on a truck, and we're on the in, in LA or wherever we are. This is about- San Francisco or something. 30-ish minutes into a two-hour film, and the plot hasn't really started yet. Is there a plot? Oh, uh, there's a couple. <laughs> Stuff happens. <laughs> Girls, it just feels like... Unrelated events happen, yeah. and the opening scene of the film and the closing scene of the film correlate, but apart from that, <laughs> yeah, not really. It's just, yeah, it's like, I reckon we can make this ape look real cool. <laughs> <laughs> Let's put him in some scenarios. <laughs> Mighty Joe Young is a big ape in scenarios (laughs) film. It is. And he responds in every scenario the same. Yeah. He's good, and then he gets upset, and then he's bad, and then he's good again. And everyone's like, we'll forgive this ape. But super, like, he's he's really good until someone really gets in his face. Someone jangles chains. It's got to be something pretty bad, like. He's pretty chilled out. Yeah, yeah. He's a chi- he's a chill ape for the most part. It's very you're funny. To- like you're making it sound like he's ready to snap at any moment. You're just ha- as bad as the poachers. <laughs> Half of these times was because one of the people that killed his mum <laughs> is taunting him. Yeah, that would make me go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, he's playing hide Wild? and seek, and people don't know what's going on. Yeah, <laughs> that's that also is a problem. Just be glad he didn't want to play a doctor. Just He'll be glad fuck he you to death. <laughs> fuck you to death. I am glad that happened. Don't joke about that. 
So they get him to the to the preserve. They make a big deal. Like it seems like there's not much room for him. But then they're like, no, 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 he's got heaps of room, but we never see him. In yeah, it those. opens up over the back. But we don't see it. He <laughs> just always stays in the front, I guess. $90 million budget couldn't shoot a scene in a field. There's a great line where Charlize Theron ends up in, uh, she, she's staying in like a, uh, I don't know, in zoo housing. And she's like, I guess this will be my cage. cage. Yeah. But it's never brought up again. She's never like, I belong in the jungle. She's just like, yeah, this sucks. I noticed that because she doesn't sleep outside in Africa. <laughs> no. She lives in She's a slightly a different house. Yeah. She but hates this one. And this it's- one's a couch because it had lots of lots of uh, clocks that hadn't been set yet. <laughs> there was a whole, there was a mini montage of Midnight flashing clocks. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, I know they're meant to be like, it's midnight, but you're like, no one, yeah, you're right. No one set those clocks. <laughs> that's nothing. Which is, is amazing because that means the people who made the movie were like, that's good. Like, you can set a clock. That's yeah. Something you can I, do. I was wondering if they trying to tell us there was a power outage. <laughs> oh, no. yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't think so. I though. assumed I'd miss something. I still assume I missed something. <laughs> that was some sort of an homage to the original. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so then, uh, it is actually important, and something we didn't say at the start. Yeah. So the poachers at the start use this like, weird chain thing to jangle to attract the apes to shoot them in the first place. Yeah, yeah. Because that fucking chain appears in the movie so like many a million times. times. It's every all time. Up. It's a very important thing. He takes it with him everywhere. The poacher, and then <laughs> leaves it behind. It's so big. <laughs> it's great. Must he pulls be- it out of his jacket, but it's like <laughs> it's like carrying a briefcase in your jacket. Yeah. <laughs> The poachers use these. <laughs> Jeez, that was lucky. I'm a big fan of the the fact that when they were like packing for the trip, it's like, do you want to bring the chains? Yeah, we're going to taunt the ape. Bring yeah, the chains. Obviously. <laughs> we're going to upset him. <laughs> we're not going to go there and not upset Mighty Joe Young. <laughs> bring the chains. Don't be an idiot. Yeah, sorry. sorry. And the, the day when he, because he does, he taunts Mighty Joe Young to make him ruin the, um, the fancy gala. Yeah. That's great. That means he was like, hey, go hassle the ape. I'm going to hassle the ape today. Yeah, cool, great. But also, Jingle what was the, again, this comes down to the fact the film pretty much has no plot except ape and scenarios. Yeah. You would just want to kill the ape. Just shoot the ape <laughs> when you're walking into the... Yeah, why? Because they go, they go to visit Joe, uh, which yeah. is why he gets so upset at the dinner later on. They visit him in his preserve, uh, mm-hmm. <clears throat> upset him, and then he's in a scenario again and he breaks. And, yeah. He's in like a, oh, like a sort of a... A fancy ball scenario. Yeah, <laughs> you don't, apes don't belong there. <laughs> Before the fancy ball scenario, he wrecks his own preserve, remember? Oh, and Charlize right. Theron is like, oh, no, something bad must have upset him. Something mm. very bad. <laughs> I like it. Then it cuts to the ball. It seems more like the poachers are trying to like assassinate his character <laughs> more than kill him. <laughs> Let's make this ape seem like he's bad news. If they, you said they, why didn't they just kill him? They couldn't have just, what, do they walk in and kill him and what, are they dragging a massive ape out of there? Because they want to sell him for parts. Oh, I keep forgetting they want to sell him for parts. <laughs> yeah, they don't just want him dead. I'm confused because they keep saying it's for revenge. <laughs> yeah. There's a, like, there's a part, he's warned, the, the head poacher, yeah. he's like a cartoon Villain. Yeah. He's been villains in other things, that guy, right? I think so. With that great beard. Yeah. He looks like an oil, ba- oil, yeah. oil baron. Yeah. And he he's he gets a phone call from the Joe Pesci kind of character. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean by that? That's sort of yeah. like weaselly. Hey, we're doing anything for money. Oh, I well, work for both sides. Yeah, yeah. Anything for the great American dollar. <laughs> <laughs> and, they, and that guy, the Joe Pesci guy, calls up uh, the, the villain boss and says, there's this. I've just seen this massive ape. You got to come get it. And he's like, "Yes, you're, you're uh, dreaming. <laughs> Shut up, idiot! 
He hangs up big on it. Big apes aren't real. Oh, wait, no, yeah, one in every 500 is a big ape. I know of those big apes. I'm, I'm a poacher. I'm a poacher. This is what I do for That's a living. That's a fact I'm aware of. Let's go get that big ape. Also, in, at the start of the film, um, when uh, 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 Jill Young's mom and, and Jill are, like, looking after the, the first, the opening shot, is she's like, hey, I played with Joe today. And her mom's like, no, that wasn't Joe. Joe's a baby. That means she just wasn't observing. <laughs> she wasn't doing a job. Like, it's, it's not hard to... Mi- you don't miss an ape suddenly getting huge. That is a notable thing. Jot that down in your journal. But she, Yeah, she, she was living with them, basically. Yeah. They were living next to us. It wasn't like it was dropping in after a year or something. No, she should have just been like, that ape has gotten real big. Yeah. Since yesterday. And yeah. actually, I noticed this yesterday. <laughs> it's always been bigger than it should have been from the very beginning. <laughs> That's how it works. Um, so where were we in the plot? Oh, yeah, the yeah. ball scene. So, again, an ape in the situation. And also, this scene in itself captures the tonal whiplash that this film has all the time. Yeah. But very well in one, like, 30-second part. So... The poachers are at the gala. They upset Joe. Joe comes in and starts, like, attacking people and wrecking stuff. You then get a scene where Joe stands on a guy's leg and clearly breaks his leg. Mm -hmm. And the very next scene is someone being comically shot in the ass with a tranquilizer. (laughs) And then the very next scene after that is a nan being pushed through a table. (laughs) What? (laughs) There's a lot going on. There's something for everyone. Was it the kind of thing where they started with the... Is the Nanta a table a dark scene or a comedic <laughs> scene? Oh, I think it's comedy. Okay. Because, like, she gets pushed by a guy who gets knocked over by Joe, and as he's falling, he's like, whoa! Okay. That she means- goes flying. I was like, just, I was just backwards. wondering if it was the kind of thing where they were, like, really dark, and someone was like, have someone get shot in the ass with a tranquilizer, <laughs> even it out. Or if they were, like, too com- or like, we got to balance out the guy getting his legs crushed, and they did the ass shooting scene, they're like, not enough. Push a nan. Like, <laughs> we got to up that comedy yeah. here. Push a nan. Push a nan, shoot a guy in the ass with a trike. There's three, three tricks a, in comedy. <laughs> the rule, rule of threes. <laughs> um, yeah, that scene is very... I'm trying to think of anything else wild that happens in the gala scene. There's just a lot of bananas around for no particular... I guess to celebrate their big ape. <laughs> mm. yeah. Hooray, we have a big ape and heaps of <laughs> wasted bananas. Yeah, that was... Yeah, the the banana tower. Mm. It's sort of this weird... That, yeah, what was it? Because Charlize Theron, who was, she was stressed out about having, we shouldn't have this big event. Yeah. He's still not settled in properly. Yeah. Uh, and she's like, you can't do it. It was a short argument. And the guy's like, my hands are tired, basically. It's got to happen. Next thing we know, Charlize Theron's in a ball gown. She's, she's overdressed for the event. She's overdressed and she's mm. not like, she's, she's, she's really like, I want to feel in weird. The, yeah. And then someone, she's like, people are staring at me. And uh, Bill Paxton goes, no, they're staring, staring at the, at the Tower of Bananas. Which I would be staring at the Tower of Bananas. Like, what why? is that doing over there? <laughs> is also, the, was the writing of that scene like, oh, no, they're not staring at you, they're staring at, and then he's like tapping the paper, <laughs> a Tower of Bananas. <laughs> and the art department's like, all right, let's <laughs> get to work. Hell yeah, this movie rules. <laughs> but also, like, uh, what mm. was the plan? Because obviously in the film it plays out in a way, and this movie does it a lot where... So the movie plays out so that uh, Joe Young comes in and wrecks everything and everyone's like, well, what about Ape? But what was the actual plan of the characters? Were they going to walk a giant ape into a party? Yeah. What was, was it? Yeah, there? was it? No, I think they were going to pull the curtain back and, and light it from his, oh, okay, that's from his paddock. Revealed. That Joe. makes, yeah, that makes. But instead, he jumped through the screen. Yeah. And then people start suing 
No, not not Mighty Joe Young, but the zoo because he broke and caught gorilla because <laughs> he broke that guy's legs. So. Yeah, I mean, they did have quite a low. I mean, it was an electric wire, but really, yeah, a no, jumpable. I mean, he pushed they... a tree to get over it, but yeah, well, he, yeah, he broke the thing because uh, yeah, he learns about the electric fence with the poachers, like <laughs> chains. Mm. Yeah, so I forget what he's getting sued for, but. Like what? What is it? They they list the amount of money the the zoo's getting. Oh, and they're for. gonna put down. They're gonna put down. Oh, no, no, or as the film says again, because tonal whiplash. I guess this is the part where they're like, no, 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 this movie is for kids. Mm. <clears throat> they say, and this is a direct quote, like, uh, so due to the damages of the park, it's recommended that we put Mighty Joe to sleep. Yeah, they don't even say put down. Put him to sleep. Put him to bed. Aren't these? There's aren't these veterinarians or whatever? <laughs> yeah. No, we don't want to. Don't, don't want to kill an ape. Don't want to kill an ape. Well, I mean, the whole point, apparently, the um, this is from this uh, an article I found on Cinelix, okay. Cinelinks.com. And it said the original, apparently the purpose for the original um, was to recapture the magic of King Kong but with a happier ending. Oh. Like a kinder, gentler, and somewhat smaller version of Kong. <gasps> that is very funny that this movie was made as like a, what if King Kong bought happy? That's huh? great that they think the big terrifying ape destroying <laughs> New York dying is not a happy ending. <laughs> <laughs> Hooray for New York. They don't have a big ape in it anymore. That's a win. And it, apparently there was a lot of, there were people who worked on the Kong movies who came across, um, including uh, the same writer from the original. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, Ruth Rose. One of the same lead actors, Robert Armstrong, uh, and the guy who did the Kong special effects, Willis O'Brien, that, also worked on both. Does that mean that those people who worked in the original King Kong weren't happy? They were like, the ape shouldn't have died. <laughs> I <laughs> love that ape. <laughs> that ape. That ape was but like our child. the ape was too big, so maybe this time <laughs> little smaller. Bit smaller. Can we make it manageable? <laughs> A manageable giant ape is the aim of the mighty Joe Young well, in the original, remember, Mighty Joe Young is less mighty and more just Joe Young. He's just a normal gorilla. <laughs> he's just a gorilla. He's not even. He's not even. He's not big once in, in five generations big. No, he's just gorilla. <laughs> Which is bad. <laughs> gorilla loose bad. Gorilla loose is bad. It's not good. I wouldn't be happy with the news, but it's not as bad as giant gorilla loose. Right, and that's then, a lot worse. All right, let's get back to the plot. Again. All right, all right, we can we can solve this. Okay, so uh, the purchase, yeah, the. The zoo or uh, preserve or whatever is going to put him down. Mm-hmm. So they devise a plan to. So we've gone through probably. There's kind of three thirds. <laughs> Normally yeah. with thirds there are three, yeah. and in this case, no exception. <laughs> First third is in Africa. Yeah. Second third at the preserve, and we're moving into the third third, the which third is third and final act. Ape yep. on the loose. Ape, ape on the loose. Ape, ape on in the run. A loose scenario. Yeah. Like it's. And the, look, this this is my favorite part of the film. Oh yeah, the third act. There's so many good moments. So they smuggle the ape out of the preserve, but it's revealed that mm-hmm. the drivers of the truck are in fact somehow the poachers. And my, my <laughs> love that the, this reveal comes when Charlie's Theron sees that he, he's missing fingers. Yeah, but he, she spoke to him like heaps before. <laughs> yeah, he didn't he, pick up. I feel like she notices thing notice. because he's wearing a glove that. So he's wearing a glove that has fake fingers, mm. but he's. Uh, wrapping his fingers on like the dashboard and the thing like his trigger finger and thumb aren't moving and she realizes that they're fake yeah, that's great because she must have just thought weird fashion also, choice he said Ooh. weird stuff about her mom every time they speak he's like oh yes you're the daughter of whatever your mom's name she was, was very brave <laughs> she, living loved with apes. she loved those because that's why they were driving she was convinced by that guy that he could um he could 
take her to he had a better sanctuary yeah. Yeah. for him and obviously no evidence like there was no he never was like here it is or here's the you'd, address you'd, you'd think after shipping him across the world once <laughs> to what was supposedly a better safer place for him i i don't know what their plan was were they get they because presumably shelly's throne figuring out the ruse was not part of their plan so it was their idea to drive to it like at what point are they revealing hey no we're gonna cut chop him up for are they gonna and... take shelly's throne back to africa and then what's and, the plan well Presumably, I guess if you're looking at this through like a darker lens, yeah. they're going to kill Charlie's. Well, throat. yeah, sure. But this is a about, Disney movie. And about five minutes later, the poacher tries to do that, and his friend is like, What the hell are you? We're poachers, not murderers. <laughs> I thought you were a hunter, but you're a murderer. He killed her mom you in were the there. first scene of the movie. <laughs> You've always been murderers. That guy just... That was an accident. I was shooting near the mum and she got in the way. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that is, I guess, the ruse. But then his friend is also like, we should call an ambulance. And they're just like, no. That's that's (laughs) That's murder. And, yeah, that whole scene was weird. The acting is atrocious. What was their goal even in that first poaching scene? Shoot... Shoot the mum and then <laughs> what? Then like knock out the baby. <laughs> oh yeah, they hit Mighty Joe Young with a rifle. They yeah. Why it. weren't they? Tra- I don't understand why they weren't tranking them and trying to take all. Yeah. If what kind of poachers? Uh, yeah, and like, look, I'm no poaching expert, but I don't know what you get from a gorilla that's so good. I am a poaching expert. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, what you get from them is companionship. <laughs> oh, that's um, nice. You know, someone someone who's there some when you get say. home at night. You know, when you've had a tough day at work. You just you want a gorilla. Home, you just want to chat to a gorilla. Yeah. Well, gorillas give you that, <laughs> especially if you've got one at home. I, that is a hey, gorilla. I had a rough day. <laughs> yeah, you get it. I love this companion. <laughs> the, I believe the first part of that, but I think you really finished with a chimpanzee. <laughs> yeah, that's Fuck. right. It wasn't very gorilla. No, a chimp lips, man. <laughs> <laughs> I've always I've, I've always said out. that I can't open up my mouth like a chimp. You know, when the lips yeah. go back, that rules. What an awesome way to show aggression. People think I'm smiling. I'm not. I'm angry. I'm about to bite your face <laughs> off. I can't do yeah, it. Yeah, you can't do it. You I did sh- try. I shouldn't be in this scenario. <laughs> exactly. Which is where we last left Joe Young <laughs> in the back of a truck heading to his next Ape in a scenario scenario. Shalisa, on she li- discovering that the poachers are poachers, leaps out of the truck <laughs> into the with wild abandon, abandoning <laughs> oh, Joe. Like <laughs> she jumps onto like a pretty busy road. Yeah, yeah. She- probably like where a car should have probably yeah. been overtaking yeah. the truck. Thank goodness uh, Bill Paxton's there because she to gets into the car. Yeah, yeah. And him. thank God that Joe was looking and sees that Charlie's Theron has jumped out of the Jill has jumped out of the car. Mm-hmm. So he overturns the Sorry, truck. Sorry, uh, Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett oh, Johansson. Yeah, young. Yeah, yeah. That's it. <laughs> Scarlett uh, Young. Scarlett Young. So Joe, cla- he claws his way through metal out of the the truck and goes As on a rampage. only really big apes can. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And thank God he was that if he was too big. He wouldn't fit in that wouldn't truck. Wouldn't fit in the truck in the first place. That purpose-built uh, truck. For a huge ape, obviously mm. you wouldn't build that to be strong enough to withstand <laughs> the strength no. of a quite a big ape. I love, I, I love in the scene, and I guess it proves to be fine. But when she's like, "All right, I'll come to Los Angeles, but I'm in charge of the gorilla," that's just not how zoos work. And he's like, "Okay, yeah." He's like, "Okay, you haven't checked that, man." That's not, and he gets there, and it's not true. Yeah, <laughs> she wasn't even allowed to work there. <laughs> no, until and- a guy arbitrarily, an investor or whatever, goes. 
You give her a job. Yeah. This hasn't come up. There's no reason for me to be saying this. I haven't even asked you if she works yeah. here or not. Put her on payroll. Put her on payroll. Imagine sitting there being like, how much does she earn? What's, <laughs> What's <laughs> what do I write? What's her job title? Uh, Mighty Joe weird. Young. Handler? Looker after her. I Looker don't know. After her. Yeah. In charge of. <laughs> it definitely made sense that he should have done that already. Yeah. But why did he need a chairman to walk past and <laughs> say that? Just make the decision. So Joe is angry in the street. Yep. He's upturned a car. He wants revenge on the poachers. He's smashing things. And then we get some of the most baffling choices in the entire movie. You get a kid seeing Mighty Joe Young, uh, looking at him, and he's like, oh, my God. And it cuts back to Joe's face. Then cuts back to the kid, and he responds with fat, <laughs> P-H-A-T, full stop. Doesn't say anything else, and then it just cuts away. Back to Mighty Joe Young, who then wa- runs up to a Mercedes, punches it, the car alarm starts going off, punches the other end, it starts going double You're forgetting, time. as the f- he punches the bonnet, and then it cuts to some kids who are like, yeah! <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then he punches the trunk of the b- boot, and it cuts to the same kids who are like, yeah! yeah! Wreck that car, Joe! Really close by as well. Yeah. In In imminent danger. <laughs> And then again, because it's a Disney movie, you got to have something funny for the kids. Yeah. Joe then turns around, looks at the kids, and looks at the car, and then just sits on it, <laughs> smashes that car with his big ape cheeks. It <laughs> seems like every time he smashes it, a new alarm goes off. Yes! Like every part of the Mercedes has a separate alarm. Trunk alarm. <laughs> Bonnet along. Arse along. <laughs> Those kids love it when he yeah. destroys that. They are so happy. And in that final scene, like in the destruction of LA, I yeah. guess. Uh, yeah, all the children that see him are just like, yay, big ape. But then parents are just screaming. Mm. He then makes his way to a carnival. Yes. And where the climax of the film where takes place. Where the climax place. of the film takes place. And in the, the, in the initial, uh, the original film, yeah. it was that we're driving past. Because that was a similar thing they were going to take in a truck and they were going to take him away mm. again. To sell him Ape in Transit parts. was the <laughs> working title of the film. and uh, But they spotted an orphanage on fire. So they stopped to <laughs> save wow. the orphanage. That's great. Oh, my God. So they've got, and, and in the remake, they had a fire with kids, mm. but they took it <laughs> they, to a theme park. Yes. So the theme park catches fire due to Joe. Yeah. Oh, was it Joe? He yeah, smashes right. a light and right. it catches fire. Um, it ape. really you probably should be put down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, look, ultimately. The movie is very Although forgiving th- of his destruction. I mean, it sort of is, and it's sort of like he didn't ask to be in this city yeah. scenario. Yeah. I, I never get like it when animals get put down. It's like, no, nah, send them, yeah, send put them, them somewhere, somewhere else. else. <laughs> put them somewhere else. <laughs> maybe don't have them here. Yeah, maybe, maybe don't have Big Ape in Big City. Yeah, well, Maybe I mean, Big Ape. Good in Africa. It's not. It's Bill Paxton's fault. From <laughs> we know that he should be put down. Yeah. <laughs> put down, down Paxton. Paxton. Yeah. <laughs> I think that makes sense to me. I don't know. I know. That's, that's Maybe it's an unpopular opinion, but I wish to put down Bill Paxton. <laughs> so we get to the carnival, and then there it cuts to a mother and a child in line for a Ferris wheel. And the mother is like, two tickets, please. And the boy's like, Mom, why do you want to come on this ride? And she's like, well, you've got to go on with someone. And he's like, last time we went on this, you were sick. You spewed. And then she's like, oh, I I guess I did. It was too much. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. For me, she you said can go I'll, by yourself. But she goes, I'll, I'll, I'll spew off the side I'll spew off the time. side this time. <laughs> it's a fucking Ferris wheel. <laughs> How fast does it go? <laughs> it moves at normal speed. <laughs> What is clear is that that's important. They're splitting up. Yeah, she goes. Okay, I'll go get cotton candy then. That's it's very important because yeah. when the fire starts, she didn't have... even decide. She didn't even stay to watch. She's no, like, all right, <laughs> fucking enjoy this thing that makes me, me projectile vomit. I'll trust you on it. All right, catch you later, tiny son. <laughs> <laughs> also, tiny son, I was going to go on this ride that makes me violently ill because I don't want to be separated from you, but now you've talked me into it, so I'm going to go very far yeah. away. You are a rude son, <laughs> so okay. <laughs> Enjoy your vomit so, prison. So that is important because it sets up the emotional climax mm. of the film. Uh, so, yeah, theme park's on fire. They've evacuated the Ferris wheel except for the one carriage with the one kid. Uh, there's an explosion at one point that kills a cop that is just a cut in the film for no reason. I love that the cops, they they get, there's like a scene where one of them's like, all right, shoot to kill. Like, They've all got a- big machine guns. And maybe that's the- why we're not meant to care that the cop dies. Yeah, because they're like, well, they were ready for this. And the, the poacher is also in there with his gun. Yep. Mm. But he's split off from the other poacher because he's like, we're not murderers. Yeah, yeah, yeah the exactly. other, The guy who was really almost as big, a, if not a bigger cartoon villain. He was yeah. taunting the ape. He was doing the taunting. Yeah. He, and he went, oh, hang on. This is somehow this too is far my now. Line. <laughs> this is my line. Burning carnival. This is not what I signed up. I guess it wouldn't be. If you're used to just, like, chopping up a panda for guts or whatever, then all of a sudden you're killing women at <laughs> Which was strongly carnival. alluded to uh, earlier in the yeah, film. Yeah. A panda. See what we can get for panda bits. That, okay. That's... We're not. They're not, not assuming someone will eventually check up on their panda. No, yeah. And then, cool. uh, so then we get to the finale of the film. Joe picks up the poacher, mm-hmm. throws him into yeah. electrical wires. Beautiful. He survives, but he's holding onto the wires. But then his two fingers that Joe ate at the start of the film, the fake glove falls off, and he slips and falls into a generator, and is killed. Chekhov's two bitten off fingers. <laughs> and then Jill Young is like. Later, like runs and meets Bill Paxton, and Bill's like, "Where's the poacher?" And she's just like, "Ah, oh, he, he's dead." <laughs> she's like, "Yeah, Joe Big killed time. him." Very, very nonchalantly, <laughs> Joe killed him. And oh, then, that's during all the chaos, they notice that there is that child whose mother abandoned. Yeah, she's uh, she's frantically running around. Where's my kid? Where's my kid? He's at the upset <laughs> uh, top of the Ferris wheel. And Marty Joe Young notices, and he's like, "He goes one last rescue beer. mission." Yeah. <laughs> He he starts climbing up and I feel like so there's a child at the top of a Ferris wheel <laughs> and a very large ape climbing up at him. Yeah. And the cops have their guns drawn on him. Obviously, this is the time to kill the <laughs> yeah, ape. If you're gonna kill the ape, do it. But now. someone to the cops, someone, a blonde woman, <laughs> Charlize Theron goes, No. He's trying He's to save trying him. Trying to save him. And they go, Okay. <laughs> I was thinking, Pull. like, th- th- that could have been, like, a Harambe situation. <laughs> if Marty Joker just got to the top and eaten the kid, imagine the press the next day. It feels like that is 
Well, if anything, that you're not going. Yeah, that huge gorilla, <laughs> very big gorilla, is going to save that tiny. No, you're like he'll eat that boy, <laughs> and it'll be all over the news tomorrow. That vegetarians, let eat, right? Eat boy. I'm pretty sure gorillas are vegetarian. Yeah, I but think still, are. who's who's thinking? That huge gorilla has got the soft touch <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. to gently save this tiny boy. He won't crush him with his hands no, that are no, bigger no. than him. I save him gently. I would maybe be like, maybe he hates that the boy is yelling <laughs> and he, <laughs> he wishes to quiet the boy, pick him up and slam him onto the ground. Okay. He's killed the boy. Uh, also, I forgot, just before this happens, before the fire breaks out, Joe's just walking through the theme park and there's like four people shooting guns. Something that Joe hates mm. or should hate but is fine with them and then just upsets the man running the yeah yeah because they're wearing earmuffs because they're shooting guns they don't hear that there's a giant gorilla behind them and then joe just yells at the the guy running the did you store. notice the the animals that are shooting normally ducks yeah in this case gorillas <laughs> at least one of them wrong? was a gorilla what's have wrong you ever seen that carnival? game <laughs> shoot the gorilla game at the carnival <laughs> Oh Maybe God. I'm glad this carnival burned down. <laughs> anyway, Joe claims the Ferris wheel. The police don't shoot because a b- random blonde woman, who we know to be Jill Young, but the police know to be a random blonde woman. I like, don't, he's helping him. Then the Ferris wheel falls. Joe falls, ki- catches the kid. The mum screams out because she thinks her son's dead, which is a fair assumption. Not dead, but maybe Mighty Joe Young is. He definitely looks dead. He looks, yeah. oh, there's no movement. Everyone's sad. Jump cut. <laughs> They're at a preserve, and it's called Mighty. No, you missed maybe yeah. my favorite part oh, of the fuck, whole did film. Did I? It's, I... He's Mighty Joe Young um, comes to, and mm. you know that's happy, right? He's on the ground, but he's alive. And then they say something like, well, "We should get him back yeah. to Africa. Let's look after him. They're going to want to kill him, but we got to get him out of here." And she says, "We can't afford that. It's going to cost too much money." And the boy goes. Walks over and gives it like a dollar bill. Yeah. He goes, there you go. <laughs> and then the cop goes, hey, everybody, yeah, let's help him out. And then people this, go and give like small notes. This big gorilla that set a carnival on fire deserves to go and home. A, cop's all, a cop dies on screen. <laughs> I'm not making this up. There's One an of, officer down. Call for backup. For the love of God. A stall literally explodes and he's walking next to it and is flung onto the ground on fire. He's dead. That man is dead. And now you're like, mm. his work, mate. <laughs> that starts the fundraising. <laughs> also, like, it's very funny that they just, they basically rob that child. They don't need his dollar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're just like, yeah. And when I first. Because I didn't remember how this film ended. When the kid was like, I have money. I was like, maybe the kid's rich. It's like maybe <laughs> a little richy rich over donates here. Donates and makes the, makes the preserve. But That would have been a sweet twist. <laughs> I guess. I, can't, I just realized that just from our tour that we were just on, um, being like, oh, we like they robbed the kid by taking a dollar. We yeah. took 10 pounds or someone to start the show three minutes early. Yeah. <laughs> I thought <laughs> we were going to give it back and then we didn't. Wait, why, what? How does that? What? Well, we hadn't started yet, but he wanted to start. And we were like, we'll it do it for 10 pounds. And then he gave us 10 pounds and we started. <laughs> People are walking in on time and missing the start. Like, yeah. sorry, this guy gave us a <laughs> give small us amount of money. So we'll begin. As a bit, but like. We never paid him back. Yeah, we never gave him back. How was your tour? So you've just done a, a podcast tour of the yeah, UK. 19 shows. Mm-hmm. Far out. Yeah, it was a lot. Uh, some shows significantly better than others. Mm-hmm. Uh 
significantly better than Was us. it different programs? Uh, so it was just Plumbing the Death Star. Yeah. Uh, but we did 19 different topics over the course wow. of the 19 shows. Uh, but your show requires zero research. Or oh, yeah. It requires... Prep. You gotta, you gotta be like, what are we doing? You don't even <laughs> have to stage. watch Mighty Joe Young. <laughs> no, no. I did, had to watch no films. I've, I've read did. at least six articles for this. <laughs> <laughs> that, that really comes down to why we picked this. <laughs> Everyone listening to this has to now think about Mighty Joe Young. <laughs> exactly, the gorilla that's big, but not that big. He's not huge. And you would have, like, how long did you get through the film? Like, was there any points where you're like, ah, this is why they picked this movie? Or were you just confused the whole time? I was confused the whole time, yeah. (laughs) It it felt, like, it felt not great, but not that bad either. It just felt, it's it's like re-watching it today. I hadn't seen it since it was, I saw it in cinemas. I remember seeing it in cinemas. Um, Only 90s kids would understand. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, yeah, like, I remember even then, like, it just upset me as a child because it's not a happy movie. Yeah, that's right. Well, it's meant, and it's the Happy King Kong. So. Yeah, I but did. There were basically re- the same as King Kong. <laughs> I read one review that was like, uh, "Too dumb for adults, yet too slow for kids." Yeah, that's pretty fair. Can I read you my favorite review? This is from IMDb. Please. Massive fan. Okay, it's by uh, Cool Kev. <laughs> he gave <laughs> it. Eight, Kev. He gave, gave it eight out of ten. The title is interesting <laughs> with an exclamation mark. I already liked that movie, the way they brought Mighty Joe Young into another place. Particularly liked the end when the gorilla would save people in the Ferris wheel. The actors did an amazing job, and the special effects were out of the ordinary. <laughs> you champion, cool Kev. Cool Kev, keeping I, it real. I also have the profanity, like how many profanities, just so we know. There were three hells, two dams, one crap. Four uses of oh my god, two of my god, one use of god, and swear to god and oh god as exclamations. Glad they didn't Oof. group all those gods together for one, like, <laughs> sort of loose god kind of warning. combo. Nah. Uh, and my favourite moment, which I'm so sad we forgot, is when the poacher uh, is, is about to kill Charlie's Theron. He says, <laughs> say hello to your mother in hell for me. Wow. What a <laughs> wild set... You are the villain. She has been nothing but good. That is just not a line that makes sense. And I, I a, like that. So in his world, he's that means he thinks he's on yeah. the right side. He for some reason looks at conservation as Jill Young and is like, "You're going Sinners. straight to the fiery pit." I'm doing God's work, poaching. That's what God wanted. God hates gorillas. What do you think Noah's Ark was? That was just for his hunting reserve. Chop him up for parts. That's what he wanted Noah to do. That that I could not even believe when that line happened. Was it improvised? Was it in the script? Who knows? This <laughs> massive fan. See you in hell. Was it hell. a choice by Bill Paxton? Was he like, I gotta give this oomph? See you in hell. Bill Paxton? <laughs> yeah. It was it was even that wasn't Bill Paxton's line, was yeah, it? Yeah, it was Bill Paxton's line as he's about to shoot Charlie's there on. No, Bill no, not Paxton. Bill Paxton, not Bill Paxton, sorry, no, yeah, yeah. That, that would have been amazing. <laughs> See you in hell. <laughs> No, 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 it was the poacher, the actor of whom I forget. Do you want to hear a little bit about how they brought uh, Mighty Joe Young to the screen? I'd love to. Oh, this is back to that Cinelinks.com article, everyone's favourite cinema um, <laughs> news website. Absolutely. Like King Kong, the 1948 Mighty Joe Young was done by the technique of stop motion, invented by Willis O'Brien, who worked on that movie. Uh, but in the 1998 version, Mighty Joe was done by a man in a radio-controlled animatronic gorilla suit Created by legendary makeup artist Rick Baker. 
You oh, familiar right. with Rick Baker? He also worked on He's Star Wars. Did the makeup on that. But uh, we've talked about him a little bit in um, uh, the Congo episode. Okay. Because he was the arch nemesis of Stan Winston, who made he was the makeup guy for that movie. Um, and Baker's primary, he's sort of like the ape guy yeah, yeah. for makeup. And his credits include heaps of different ones, but uh, a couple of the big ones he did, The Legend of Tarzan, Lord of the Apes in 84, mm-hmm. and Gorillas in the Mist in 88. <laughs> he said a few times afterwards that he was done with the ape game. Yeah, yeah. But he kept coming back for more. <laughs> we were talking about him in the car on the way here. I was cause... trying to remember who he was. I've just known someone who kept on coming. He couldn't He couldn't get enough. <laughs> yeah. like, no, after this one, he's like, no, I'm done with apes. He... Planet of the Apes, I'm in. <laughs> Damn it. Damn it, you've done just, it again. Just when I think I got out, they suck me back in. He goes, yeah, he's the kind of guy who goes to a hypnotist. <laughs> he needs to be hypnotized out of it, all right? You, you don't do apes anymore. Is there right. an Apes Anonymous? <laughs> it should be if there isn't. Um, so, so that was Rick Baker. Um, uh, though in a few scenes, Joe was completely digitized by the FX crew, which you yeah you called out that running scene definitely oh, looked like it's bad. But I think at the time it probably oh, was yeah, really yeah. good. Yeah, because I think a lot of it was good. You could sort of mm. feel the perspective ones. Mm. It felt like oh they they're not in the same place, and that was probably because apparently a lot of the scenes were done with the man in the ape suit uh, in a in a blue screen room. Yeah, oh, okay. Sense. There's two things I didn't like about uh, the design of Joe Young. One, he blinks too slow. Yeah. His eyelids move too slow. And something that I didn't notice until Jackson pointed it out, because to set the scene for how we watched this film, we're in the same house, but we're watching him 20 minutes apart. <laughs> I'd started, Dusha got home, quickly jumped on into it. On your, oh, In the same room. The same room. Yeah, same room. Headphones on Headphones. the laptops. <laughs> it was good. He'd tell me things that I'd already seen. I'd be like, you got good stuff coming. <laughs> uh, and yeah, Jackson pointed out, he just out of nowhere was like, I hate his tongue. It and was the worst it is thing. horrible. I did not notice It's the such tongue. a little pink rub of a tongue. Yeah, it's not like it's not like human, like flat. It's mm. like a worm shape. It keeps on going, every time he opens his mouth, I hated it so much. There's one scene towards the end where he yells and it's super obvious and it's very unpleasant. Do you think that was uh, John Alexander's actual tongue, the man in the suit? (laughs) That kind of scenario? I hope so. They they built the suit with a little slit for him to poke his tongue out. You got that weird tongue, John. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to make you a star. You got a weird tongue. You're perfect for Hollywood. You'll be in all the ape films. <laughs> so the way I I just read there that the um the way they made him look big in those scenes. So they'd have they build miniature sets as well. Yeah. So that's fun. Yeah, look at the yeah, effort they've good. gone to. Oh, so much effort. Hey, for you see where that ninety million went? Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, uh, the audiences disagreed. <laughs> Only made fifty million. Do you remember at the time what uh, what you thought of it at the time? I, like I said, I well, you go. I, I was just going to say my experience with Mighty Joe Young is I remember um, starting it at least two times in my life right. before watching it here because I was like Mighty Joe Young. That seems like a good ape movie, and then just being like, hi, oh, oh, who cares? And yeah. I remember catching the end of it. Twice when it would be played as like a daytime movie on like Channel 9 or something back right. in the day. Those were my experiences with Mighty Joe Young. And maybe seeing the VHS at like a blockbuster. Other than that, nothing. I knew the name. I yeah. just didn't know anything else about it. I think I confused it as well with Meet Joe Black or something yeah, like yeah, that. Meet Joe enough. something else. Meet Joe Black was a movie. Joe's Garage, was that a film? 
Joe's yeah okay meet Joe meet Marty Joe Black's garage <laughs> yeah p- possibly yeah and I remember I have a weird memory that I'm just double checking but um I remember seeing it in the cinema and I remember leaving a bit upset because it is a, like for a kid it's a lot to take in it's yeah. like it is quite slow but it's also like a bit depressing yeah and like the reveal that he's alive is fine but it, like they make you wait a while for it yeah, it's and quiet it's, it does feel like i'm like oh they're gonna let him die yeah i thought that was well i was like okay i guess mighty joe dies at the end of this what I yeah was... i'm like because i'm like what else are they gonna do yeah and this way the even the good guys can sum for parts <laughs> yeah so exactly something yeah i was right there's a mighty joe young video game it's like in a windows game where you have to save kids by running across the road and i remember playing that as well <laughs> That's cool. That's great. Um, yeah, it's real weird. When I was Wikipediaing this, apparently it was it played at the cinemas with a cartoon called Sparky's Garage. Uh-huh. That was like a beforehand thing, like was, Pixar. You saw Disney always did that. Yeah, they play yeah. a short, like, like a sh- uh, Lambert the Sheepish Lion. Yeah, was yeah. Before something, I, I think it was Sparky's Garage. Maybe I'm not sure. I did read that. Yeah, there was some sort of a short as well. But um, I also remember seeing the commercial for Mighty Joe Young at an arcade a lot. Right. Which it is did, I, for whatever reason, just, you know, sometimes you, you don't know much about a movie, but you just make assumptions about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. My assumption was, for whatever reason, this was a success. I was surprised to see that it was a yeah, bomb. Yeah, to be honest, me too. I, like, I didn't think it was like a top 100 movies <laughs> of all time. Yeah. Number seven on the uh, 500 best movies of all time <laughs> on IMDb. But if, I thought it could have been like a cult film, like like a beloved, nostalgic kind of... Which apparently the original was. It, it bombed as well, but slowly built up a cult following. Maybe and then that meant... Because here's a here's a trivia fact. Yeah. Which is what's, how it's written on the Cineflex, whatever that <laughs> website's called. I've got to keep... I've never heard of this website before. Cinelinks, my favourite website. <laughs> uh, trivia fact. You love this. Oh, I'm excited. I'm excited. If the first motive, if the f- <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna read it in a in a nondescript accent. Okay. If the first Medaju Young had succeeded, <laughs> it was supposed to lead to a crossover with the Tarzan franchise, ah. creating a shared universe for both characters. But wow, unfortunately, because it the original bombed, uh, never happened. That's great because. For Mighty Joe Young to cross over with the most contemporary film. It is the latest Tarzan movie that came out. You know, whatever it was called, Tarzan King of the Apes. You know the one that came out like two years ago? Yeah. Is that the most contemporary film for our current Mighty Joe Young to cross over with? <laughs> I'd love to see it If happen. it was going to happen again. Yeah, well, I mean, there was the animated Tarzan film. Oh, so, yeah, true. But- Put a live action Mighty Joe Young in that. <laughs> I don't really get why they would want to do that. I mean, Tarzan already grew up with... Uh, with gorillas. It's just a bigger ape. Like, yeah. It's not that exciting oh, oh. for Tarzan to say. Yeah, look at them interact. It's I also mean. funny when movie studios do this, and I don't know why they think it's a good idea. Making sequels or remakes of films that bombed and then being shocked if the remake or sequel also yeah. bomb. It does, yeah, it does feel weird. And it's often the ones that are like slowly build up a cult following. Yeah. Mm. And then they bomb as well. It's like, yeah, like they did in the first yeah. place. Yeah, well, I mean, the most obvious example of recent is, like, that happened with the new Blade Runner film that was made right. with a massive budget, and the first one made, like, no money. Everyone mm. hated it. And then, yeah, the same thing happened. I reckon Anchorman almost was a bit like yeah, that. Yeah. That, was, yeah, yeah. that seemed to get bigger after it after came DVD. Out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the opposite of this, though, is uh, <clears throat> Austin Powers. 
Oh. First one didn't do well. Spy who shagged me. I threw the huge success. Right. People are screaming for more Austin Powers still. <laughs> I remember. Bring back Austin. I think that's what we want. Crossover with Mighty Joe Young. <laughs> that's any, the that's, easiest that, way to revigorate this franchise. That's kind of perfect, though. <laughs> that's a big ape, baby. <laughs> but not that big. <laughs> yeah. That's about manageable, Basil. <laughs> apes, Basil, apes. I reckon that would make more sense than Tarzan. I think it would. Because think... he's in another scenario. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a a shagadelic <laughs> one. Maybe they both go through a, a time warp. Yeah. Oh, imagine. Mighty Joe Young's lost his mojo. Mighty Joe Young in the 60s? Yeah. Imagine oh. what he'd get up to. Imagine what fires would happen and children would be around. <laughs> High places for children to wind up. I, I remember seeing the, um, the first Austin Powers preview and it was i think the whole preview was as the way i remember it was that um it was just the scene where he did the the, you know the 12 point turn in in that long and the cinema was going off at this preview (laughs) is how i remember it so i would have i was pretty sure that the first austin powers was big but it it was not no it wasn't it uh didn't make a lot of money but it was one of the enough to get well Mm. it they think they took a risk with it because it had when they released it on video yeah, uh, it off. made a lot Bang. of money. <laughs> Groovy sales, baby. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how how would you rate the film? I, I we don't really normally do this, but if, maybe like a banana rating out of you Ooh. know a full bunch. Oh uh, yeah, okay, yeah. Um, I would go. Can I do out it of a tower how, of <laughs> a tower? How of many bananas. bananas out of you know how how how, how many how, bunches of bananas equally? How many towers? Mm. Can we do banana rotten on the rotten banana, yeah. like a rotten tomato, but it's a rotten banana. Rotten banana. I would say this is like kind of like an overripe banana. Ooh. You know, it's yeah. it's hard. It's so not ready, really easy to re- eat. Ready for a smoothie though, or maybe a banana cake. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's it's got some benefits to it. You know, it's not a terrible film. I would um I would say like you know that like when a banana is like it's bit passes used by date but you can chuck it in the freezer, make a frozen banana use it for something else. Yeah. Make yeah, a fro- actually, no, I like a, I like making a frozen banana. <laughs> Jeez, mean, yeah, you're a bit of a whiz in the in the kitchen. Sure am. <laughs> making a frozen banana. I'm making my signature dessert tonight. Oh, I'm excited. I'll watch the process. <laughs> huck, huck, huck. Now we wait. <laughs> dessert will be served in 45. <laughs> no, I agree with you. I agree with you. This film is because because it's still it's got some bits of it that are useful. It's you know? a wild Don't throw ride. it in the bin yeah. just no. yet. Um, but it's not it's not fresh. No, <laughs> it's not it's, good still. Yeah, it's not. Well, yeah, because I, I was thinking it's sort of like it's under ripened. Mm. It was like it's it isn't quite there yet. It feels like three movies in one to me, which is where the overripe exactly thing yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah, all right. Now I and I yeah, I'm they've gonna cooked it. They've cooked it in the to, freezer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am not a whiz in the kitchen. <laughs> Are we saying that there should have been a trilogy then? Because I am for that. <laughs> I want to see a full movie <laughs> Set- of them playing hide-and-seek in the jungle, then yeah. a full movie of them playing hide-and-seek in the preserve. Then a full movie of them wrecking Los Angeles. <laughs> but not being put down. No. And then the fourth film. Uh, Whoa. Which, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Crossover with Austin Powers. Yeah, absolutely. I can't shake that. <laughs> if this film did have a fourth film, it was that last two minutes at the Mighty Joe Young <laughs> preserve. preserve. Yeah, absolutely. Just running and which is his own wrong. preserve. <laughs> Back in where he began. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's cyclical. Yeah. It, it rhymes, you know, as, as a film. 
What is the worst movie you've had to watch for this show so far? It's probably like just for on its merits, worst movie. No, the one you've had the like worst, the worst time. Okay. Was it uh, Marty Joe Young? Uh, it was probably Congo. Was probably the yeah. hardest one. Oh, that or MVP, which is most valuable prime. Oh yeah, but that one was different because it. Like, you kind of knew going in that it was going to be tough. Yeah. And expectations sort of change. I think this film... So you can, okay, so I this, expected this. To, I had no idea that yeah. you, if you wanted us to watch it because it was good or bad. Neither. For, for some reason, <laughs> I was thinking it was going to be good. But I'm sorry. It was just fine yep. instead. This film... So, so Again, recommending a film that's neither good nor bad is far funnier than selling oh, something yeah. to watch a bad movie. <laughs> it's kind of like when you get in the shower and the hot water's nearly run out. And you're like... <laughs> I'm not. Well, I'm not freezing. Yeah, this but could I'm, be worse. I'm not clean, but I'll hack it for a bit, and then I'll get out and be slightly disappointed. That's like the confusion, film. like that you would have had, and the confusion that that's exactly what I aim for with this. Like, just spending the whole movie, like, why this movie? <laughs> yeah. You probably thought we were just gonna have like a great story, but like, yeah, like my father worked on it. He actually played Marty. No, As why a kid, did you was... tweet me at three a.m. about this? <laughs> Obviously, it's a big thing. <laughs> It's also because it was like... But as soon as you didn't know the name of the lead actor, (laughs) I'm like, oh, hang on. (laughs) Fuck. What have I been sucking into? Scarlett Johansson. (laughs) To be fair, there's been multiple films where I get those two confused. Not like when I see Scarlett Johansson and Charlie Theron side by side, I know who is who. But when I'm like, oh, who is in this film? (laughs) Can't remember. No idea. It's it's sort of like your Bill Paxton. Yeah, Bill Pullman. I always I always assume Bill Paxton looked more like Bill Pullman than he does, but it's really just the Bill P thing, isn't it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they were from they were heartthrobs in a similar era. Yeah, I think. I reckon Pullman's in... Pullman's more in the Duchovny mold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Paxton's probably more in the like the Kurt Russell. Or something like that. Yeah, or he's he's aiming for Kurt Russell, but he's missed. Yeah, but teeth so he's all more seem th- like they're the same size. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I if anyone, I'd love to hear people's opinions yeah. on it. But I'd say Bill Paxton, he's a bit of a bit of a sex man. A bit of a sex man. <laughs> the film agrees with you. So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ron Underwood, director yeah. of this film, man, and Ron Matt Stewart. Yep. Same opinions. Let's canvas for more. <laughs> Bill Paxton, what a guy. Uh, the, so this is probably the last, depending on how this goes, probably the last time I'll do this because it went fine for the first 10 and then the last couple people were like, what the fuck is this? Like the guests. Anyway, so. I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah. So normally um, we talk about how much of yourself you see in the primate on the Oh, screen. fuck. You've picked the right boys for this. Yes. So, so they say. Um, Chimpanzees and humans share about 98% DNA. Yeah. So as a percentage, how much of yourself do you see in Mighty Joe Young? Oh. And why? What do you see in him and what's different as well? I'm probably 90. 90, that's yeah, a high Yeah, yeah I think it's pretty high for me. I'm maybe 85, 90, something Look, like that. I'm a chill guy, but if you're shaking chains, <laughs> I'll be off the chain. Right. I just think that I'm a natural performer and if kids were giving me laughs for punching a car, <laughs> my next thought would be sit on it. That's, <laughs> really that is the, that's the follow-up. That is the, it was rule of threes. That's yeah, great. Yeah. That shows intelligence right there. So then what? What's the ten to fifteen percent difference then? What's what puts you apart? From, I don't particularly. Is it the love fact that you can speak English? A game. <laughs> okay. And, um, no, I don't, I don't. I mean, I can speak English. But you would have played doctor. I would have played <laughs> doctor. Absolutely. They would have been like, didn't you wish you played hide and seek? <laughs> that would have been that scene there. Um, 
I think to it- his corpse. He's <laughs> <laughs> just been fucked to death. Oh, That's God. a rough death certificate. <laughs> <laughs> fucked to death in brackets by ape. FTD, FTD, we got an FTD. Well, I have, you know, a very large ape. <laughs> a pretty large ape. Yeah. I'm t- two gorillas. Yeah, big. a bit big. Yeah. Um, the 10% for me is like... That Ferris wheel was too high for me to climb. Yeah, <laughs> you would not have saved the boy. I, I was surprised at how much trouble he had climbing that, but yeah. I guess he's never climbed a Ferris yeah. wheel before. Also, it was on fire. That's true. It would yeah. have been. Now it would have been hot metal. Yeah, yeah. Hey, what was the, what was the point of the scene where he climbed the Chinese theater? I thought I'm like, oh, they're just going for a, some sort of a direct King Kong uh, yeah. reference here. Homage. But- <laughs> oh my, he yeah. got halfway up. And also, it annoyed me because he was. <laughs> it's going to be hard to describe. But so there's an awning, right? Mm-hmm. And he was going up the awning, mm-hmm. but he was going on the inside where surely his head would have just bumped into the top of the awning. <laughs> oh right, right. And then he wouldn't sense. have been able to get on the roof. Yeah, that annoyed. In that me. in that scene, soon after that, he was being chased by a helicopter. I was like, mm. oh, game's up, yeah. game's up, Mighty Joe Young. <laughs> helicopters aren't going to lose you. <laughs> But he loses the helicopters by hiding under a bridge and they assume that he's gone away. <laughs> we missed go. the big yes, They go either side. They go under the bridge they have a look. They're like, oh, obviously he Maybe that wasn't a big game. <laughs> I love that whole scene. That was like an episode of Cops. That was great. <laughs> um, no, that, I think that was my favourite scene in the movie where they were chasing... Mighty Joe Young. I nearly called him Mighty Big Ape. <laughs> that would be incorrect. That's he's another not Mighty Big. Yeah, he's... maybe that's a new segment we should do on the show. Alternative titles. Yeah. Mighty Big Ape. Mighty Big Ape. Uh, big Ape in transit. <laughs> big Ape in trouble. Apes in scenarios. Oh, no, ape in scenarios. Ape in scenario. Yeah. Quite a big ape in scenarios. <laughs> Quite a big ape in brackets in scenarios. That's, yeah, that's appealing. Good. I'd watch that. Big trouble. Little big ape. <laughs> big trouble with little big ape. Little ape, not that little, in trouble. In brackets, big. <laughs> All right, now catchy, we're getting somewhere title. that is catchy. I'll oh, make people be singing that like a, a jingle. Absolutely. That's We've changed the face of the mind. Changed joke. the game. Maybe it's time for another remake. Yeah, yeah. I reckon I, it is. Well, they, they waited 50 years the first time, but I reckon 20 this time is about right. Uh, I reckon I'd I'd say I see a, a lot. Of, I'd, I'm with you guys about mm. 85 to 90. Yeah. I reckon for very similar reasons. He seems like well, he's what I'd want to be. Yeah, he's the so- only thing that stopped me going from 100 is my own modesty. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't wearing much clothing. No, that's true. Uh, um, so yeah, relatable ape. Relatable. I just th- I think he's he's a chill. If I were to be a giant ape, I think I'd be like that. But I feel like more aggressive, and that's where <laughs> I fall apart. You'd play doctor much more. Yeah, <laughs> I'd eat people and stuff. You know? <laughs> it would be how like to be that huge and powerful, yeah. and to still be like, oh, I'm going to give this asshole a chance. <laughs> that's a that's a that takes a big ape. When he picks up Bill Paxton, I'm eating Bill Paxton. The movie doesn't happen if I'm Marty Joe Young because they're like, well. Charlie's, Char- Charlie's Theron's just going to cover up a murder, basically. <laughs> that's the difference there. Be the bigger ape. Yeah. Oh, that's good advice. <laughs> um, so that well, that brings us to the end of that. But now the final segment of the show, everyone's favourite segment, which i got to look to the screen and remember what I call it, something like Primate Sporting Mascot Segment. Okay. Catchy title. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so I had come onto this show... With something prepared that I then realized you and Dave Warner, he spoke about a little bit. Yeah, Dave, obviously Dave being a big sporting... Huge sporting fan. fan. And I was going to use it as a cheeky promo for another show I'm in uh, called How Good's Footy. Oh, uh, good timing <laughs> now that 
footy season has just finished. Are you <laughs> well, going through the off season? Uh, yeah, we're going to go through the off season. In fact, straight straight after this episode, I'm going to go record a grand final special. Are you going to you're going to go all the way through? <laughs> yes, all that the way through is wild. We're gonna we're not. It's not too long to before the AFLW, but it's a while away. Yeah, we're so you're just doing trade news. We're gonna do <laughs> trade news. We're gonna do. I mean, there's after the trade news, the players literally have like six weeks off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The and players the... may take a break, but at How Goods Footy, we do not. <laughs> it's a weekly AFL podcast, and it will stay that way. I'm the producer of the show, so uh, the other boys floated the idea of a break. I was not having it. <laughs> I think that I mean, as a general rule, that feels like that's that's good work ethic. Yeah. yeah. But I look forward to hear what you talk about <laughs> in about four weeks. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like, because I mean, you're so in depth in your analysis at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Oh. <laughs> so yeah, I was going to talk about. Uh, so the Brisbane Lions were formerly the Brisbane Bears and the Fitzroy Lions. Fitzroy Lions before they were the Fitzroy Lions were originally the Fitzroy Fitzroy Gorillas. Uh, which, again, you and Dave have spoken about. Uh, before that, they were called the Maroons or the Maroons or the, the Roy Boys sometimes, yeah. which is... Roy, I like Roy Boys. That's Roy Boys right. is Roy. I like that. I like... There's a lot of AFL teams that have that. You've got the Dons. Yep. Who um, are your team? My team, yes. Essen Don. Essen Don. The Dons. The Dons. I, I, when I was a kid, I, I had a neighbor who was a mm-hmm. elderly Italian man. And he had his garage painted with the red sash. This is in Moorabbin, like heart of the Saints country. Yep. And every Saturday, back in the day when most games were played Saturday afternoons, he'd have his radio blaring. <laughs> he lived two doors down, you could hear it. And every Essendon goal or just, you know, intermittently, he'd yell out, Can the Bombers! <laughs> So he, pronoun- he pronounced Simon B, which I loved. I just love this guy so much. Anyway, is that, that rules. incredible. Do you, do you know that guy? No. I, <laughs> As a Bomber supporter, oh, you're familiar oh, with his yeah. work? I don't think I've met him, but I look forward to meeting him sometime. In Can the, the Bombers. Bombers. <laughs> so good. I might adapt that. Yeah. A bit of an homage to your old neighbor. That'd be really nice. I think that's what he'd want. Yeah. So I think the most interesting thing with the Fitzgerald Gorillas is their logo is intense, and I don't know why they decided to change it. Like, all variations are either... Quite a scary ape or, like, almost Bigfoot-esque from a distance. That's great. Uh, it was the last time the Fitzroy Gorillas, well, Fitzroy Lions, won a premiership. Was they were the Gorillas. Yeah. Yep. And 1944. Mm-hmm. And then in 1956, they were just, like, they added white to their logo and then changed their name. <laughs> Which, yeah, look, not a lot happened there. But that is why I brought my good friend Jackson here. So is it fair to argue that going to space is a sport? Of course it is. That's so good. And NASA is a sporting team. Yeah. And that the first ape to space oh, is, is a mascot. Yes. So I found out recently that the first ape to ever go to space, <laughs> his name was Ham. <laughs> H-A-M. H-A-M. And I learned a little bit about him because I love him so, so. Uh, Ham, he was the first ape to ever go to space. Before he was called, he was he was only named Ham after he came back from space. It was an honorary title. He came back from space. He, he survived. He he Ham, <laughs> you can go and visit Ham's bones right now if you want to. At I, f- I forget where they've kept his bones, but they're they're around. They were so going to stuff him. Ham was the first ape to space, but also he returned because. Yeah, okay, so let me tell you the story of Ham. <laughs> Because he's incredible. So originally his name was Number Sixty Five because they didn't want to name any of the apes. Very sporting. Well, because they were like, if we send a named ape to space and it dies, the people will be like, mourn for ham. (laughs) They they didn't want to do that. But 
personally, all the people that were raising the apes, there were about, I think, like 20 apes at like an ape space school. It's funny these names number 65, but there was 20 apes. But continue. <laughs> Maybe there were 100 apes. I don't know. And he might have been the 65th ape. Like a, some had died previously. Yep. We don't know. Anyway, it, privately they called him Chop Chop Chang. I don't know why, but that was their nickname for him. Chop but Chop. He went to space, and when he came back, he was named Ham, which stands for the Halliman Aerospace Medical Center. He oh. was named up. That's where he was trained. They uh, could not be any less personable <laughs> with this a number and then an acronym for a building. It is incredibly sad he's not named after what I would have loved to have been his favorite food. <laughs> this ape loves ham. Call him Ham. You came back from space, buddy. You get a name. Or he, he made a he made his own ham radios, or you know something something ham related. Yeah. Um, he was trained, so he, the research that they learned from sending Ham to space was used in the very next space flight with a human being, because Ham was just that good. Uh, he was trained to press a button after seeing a blue light, that was what he was trained to do, and the way he did it is that if he failed to press the button, he got an electric shock on his feet, but if he Uh. succeeded, they gave him a banana. (laughs) So... He figured it out in the end. He went into suborbital flight. He did. He was up there for 16 and a half minutes, and then he landed. He did it perfectly. He pressed. I watched the footage. You can watch him up there in space. His ape face is just like, where am I? What's happening? I'm just in space. Oh, no, good. Um, the only, only damage he received was a slightly bruised nose <laughs> from being in space. Um, Jane Goodall said uh, of the photographs of... Hey, I'm going into space. I have never seen such terror on a chimp's face. Oh, That's my a direct God. Why quote. are you laughing so hard at this horrible story, douche? When Ham came back, though, he was he got like a hero's welcome. And so he should have. They, they set him up in a really nice zoo where he lived to a ripe old age. And then when he died, they were like, let's stuff him and put him on display. And they were like, no, that's disrespectful to Ham. Yeah. He was the first ape in space. So they... Buried him. They had a funeral for him, and they kept his bones for science. For uh, respectful, and that's him, the first ape in oh, space, Dad. and my hero. Oh my god, <laughs> Jane Goodall! Like it already felt sad, but an ape expert saying that she's never seen, never before in a. Well, I guess if you're an ape and you're going to space, that's scary as hell. I don't you don't know what's it. happening. Why? Oh, they they go to so much effort to train an ape. Just send a human up. Just go straight to humans. I oh, know. Go balls to the wall. Send it. Send a human. Well, apparently they were testing to see if you could perform actions in space because they didn't know yet what would happen. And Ham was only like one, like like a minute slower than he was back on Earth. So he was pretty good at his job. Send up. <laughs> A human. And Ham rules. Minnie, who was the first female... Oh, she was... If Ham didn't work out, they were going to send up Minnie, who was going to be the first female ape to space, and she was the only female ape in the entire school. She had such good genes that they put her in the breeding program, and all space apes afterwards were Minnie's children. Oh, right. That, that's good. Great news for Minnie. Space apes, man. <laughs> it's a trip. Uh, they were going to put him on display uh, next to Laika, the, the Russian cosmonaut dog. Well, yeah, because Laika didn't come back. No, Laika, that didn't work out. No. But Ham, the They're champion. Gonna, so how are they going to put it on display next to it? Well, I think this might be a statue or like a oh, okay. like a fake dog. Yeah, because Laika know. went to space. Well, it was Laika and Belka. Belka being the other dog that's into space. Maybe Belka came back. I don't know. Laika, I'm pretty sure, and my knowledge solely comes from a song by the drones, Yeah, is that Laika got sent to space, but... Stayed in space. Mm. 
Yeah, no, possibly. But yeah, no, so Ham went to space, came back, named Ham. Just so happy. Jane Goodall saying that's the most frightened she'd ever seen oh, a chip. Oh, that is heartbreaking. <laughs> no, it's not that sad because if you sent a man to space without telling him what you were doing, he would also come back <laughs> looking at the most frightened. <laughs> like, what is about to happen? Oh. I don't know. It was a very mild electric shock to his feet as well. Like a very mild one. Just a one enough to be like, no, press the button, get the banana. And 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 his reward. So what he would have thought is you've been rewarded for doing all these tasks, right? <laughs> now we're going to shoot you out of a cannon <laughs> into the sky. Well, I don't know if he ever so knew he, he was. keep pushing a button. I don't know if he knew he was in space. <laughs> he probably There's no nothing. windows in his little thing. Oh. He's probably just like, where am I? And then he landed in the Atlantic Ocean and they pulled him out and he was like, that was a weird 16 minutes. I'm good now. <laughs> Fucking rules. It's the best story. Because usually those stories are way sadder. So I know. Imagine that's... if that story ended with and Ham died in space. Instead, Ham came back, got a hero's welcome and a funeral at the ripe old age of... He I, had a slightly I mean... bruised nose, which is also interesting because that means someone hit his face. Yeah. <laughs> it's cute, the bruised nose. What but, happened? I mean, all the things you're sort of selling as positives are like maybe good human things, maybe. Yeah. He doesn't give a shit. I mean, he's dead at his funeral. Yeah, he doesn't care. And he his heroes welcome. He's like, what the hell's going on? He got sent to a zoo. That was probably pretty nice. Not as nice as the jungle, I guess. But nicer than NASA's Holloman Aerospace Medical Center. That's true. That is true. That is a happy ending. It's a happy ending I, for I was him. wrong. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish on a, a lighter one. Um, this was... I was... Because I, I love talking about these sports mascots. This isn't a... Um, a primate one, but I was uh, tweeted by a listener, Naomi Lane, and she said, because you love mascots, behold, <laughs> which I liked anyway, <laughs> she's the Montgomery Biscuits Biscuit. The Biscuits <laughs> are a minor league baseball team in AL, which is Alabama, I okay. reckon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the most delicious mascot of them all. <laughs> or is AL Atlanta? I don't know. You guys talk. Yeah, let's fill this. I'll tell you about another rape I know about. This one's Absolutely. not sad. She ruled. Okay. Well, Ham ruled too. Don't let's uh, yeah, Ham, Ham was sick. This ape, her name was Lucy, I think, mm-hmm. and she was raised to believe she was human, and she loved three things, smoking cigarettes, reading Playgirl, and masturbating. Yes, I know about this ape. <laughs> what a great ape. She um, lived the life we all wish we were living. Also, apes, an interesting fact that's probably been brought up on the show before, but I'll bring it, bring it up again. Mm. Giving apes money means that within a couple of hours, they figure out prostitution. That's great. Apes love to fuck. <laughs> apes love boning. What I like about Lucy is that, like, Playgirl is naked human dudes. Mm. That was doing it for her. Good honor, I guess. It is Alabama, and there is the Montgomery Biscuit. Wow. Oh, boy. It looks like... <laughs> Huh. Sort of looks like pancakes to me. With yeah, pancakes, butter in the middle. The butter in the middle is as the tongue far better drawn than any other part of the mascot, <laughs> yeah, which is also interesting. It's so slapdash. We're talking minor leagues, guys. This well, isn't get a regular graphic artist. Like it's not impossible. There's on there. It is on a hat. That's a good hat. Yeah, that's wild. What a strange. Sadly, and though, before that, hat, on top of the hat, a related search term is worst minor league names. Oh, I disagree. <laughs> Yeah, biscuits. I'm with Naomi. Most delicious minor, mm. te- minor league teams. Do you reckon they get biscuits at games? Yeah. Oh, is yeah. there, there somebody who dresses up like that? Because it looks like a human couldn't fit in. No, the yeah, the I don't know. I don't understand the mascot here. It looks sort of like 
Sort of like Snuffleupagus. Oh my god! Jeez, that or is. Or a proboscis monkey. Yeah, <laughs> hey. it is proboscis. Good to see the nose is not red. Mm. You don't want that in a mascot. Anyway, thank you so much for joining us here Anytime. today. Thanks so Jackson much, Jackson B. Us. Bailey and Joel Dudusha. Joel Dudusha. Yeah, absolutely. If people want to hear more of you guys, where would they hear more of you guys? So we're part of Sandspans Radio, which is our podcast network in Melbourne. The main show that me and Jackson are on is Plumbing the Death Star. You can find that on iTunes. We're also in a bunch of other shows. I'm in a AFL podcast, a weekly AFL podcast that you have been on, Matt, and I welcome on whenever you like. What a fun time. Well, uh, now that I know you're going all year round, yeah, come in. You, I'll th- I'd love to come in and talk trades. Yes, trade. Well, St Kilda, the as, future's looking bright. Exactly. This is our time to shine. Yes, the off season. <laughs> trade season. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's called How Good's Footy. You can find both those on iTunes or wherever you find podcasts. And Jackson, do you want no, to I'm, I'm on a bunch of stuff on a D and D podcast. We got called D and D's for Nerds. I got a podcast I do with my family, which is like a Agony Aunt style people writing with their questions. We do our best to answer them called Bailey Family Circus. Again, you can find us on iTunes or wherever there are good podcasts put, to be put found. The link to uh, Sans Pants below uh, in the notes for so people can find it. Yeah. Um, also, if you want to talk to me, uh, all the um, social media things are Primates Pod. Or I'm Matt Stew underscore R on Twitter. Uh, I'm at douche13. If you want to yell at me about ham, either bad or good, <laughs> I'm at all dogs are dead. Yeah, that, does that Twitter handle feel good to say it every time? It always we... does. All dogs are dead. All dogs Particularly are dead. Particularly like her. Yeah. yeah. Rest in peace. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Could be living on forever. <laughs> we don't know. Uh, we normally finish the episode with a uh, our weekly catchphrase, which is a, a primate-related sign-off. Mm-hmm. And we don't actually have one, so you've got to riff one, but we'll play it like we do it every week. Okay? Um, so thanks so much for joining us, Dusha. And Jackson, as we always say on the Primates podcast. See you next, Renapesons. <laughs> yes. <laughs> see you it. next, Renapesons. <laughs> <laughs>